1: Welcome to the World and Sport company Wiley. This week two Pacific Island nations will feature in a new Global 7 series, and Tonga's newest world champion wants more Pacifica to give Lawn Bowls a go. But first, the Solomon Islands Football Federation has been banned from competing in the next round of the under-17 men's World Cup qualifying after being found to have fielded a second overage player. An independent disciplinary committee found Maxwell Kiana played in five matches during last year's OFC Under-16 champs, despite having turned 20 almost two months earlier. The ruling comes ten months after another member of the Solomon Islands team, Chris Satu, was also found to be overage. President of the Solomon Islands Football Federation, William Lai says while the incidents were disappointing... His organization should not be blamed for the actions of two individuals.
2: I think the most important is that this case is all about the player himself and the family. Yeah? Uh, that the important issue in this case is that we, as a government body of football in Samoa, we have zero tolerance on the eligibility issue about age. So, therefore, while disappointed on the totality of the case, I think it's important that we have moved forward as a nation because throughout the thing, we, we, we have zero tolerance on, on the eligibility issue.
1: Your federation doesn't take any responsibility or feels there is no blame on your part for having two players that were overage?
2: No. we, we The process of the passport and giving the passport and everything is... It's a player's responsibility and the issue in a passport is the government's responsibility. And, you know, as you're everywhere in the world, that once you get a passport, you need to go through those processes. And uh, whatever happens the process, of the, the player, uh, the person, or the, normally the parents or others need to uh, abide to the process. And, you know, that's the thing, yeah? So in terms of us, the Federation, the passport is not our legal document, it does not belong to us.
1: The player has admitted he was actually born on 28th of July 1998, which means he would have been 20 years old when he competed in the uh, Oceania Oceania Championships in Honiara uh, last year. So, uh, you know, you say that the passport obviously isn't Sif's responsibility, that you see a passport and take it at face value had this player being 20 wasn't 17 or just over 16 he was 20 um so had, had he not come up in any previous age grade competitions or playing for you know youth teams or, or club teams at a certain age that that maybe he could have been uh, found out that way or there could have been records to be checked
2: to be honest i don't know about it uh, if whether he played in the in a lower age you know uh, we don't have a kind of a computer system before that, yeah, now we are we now we have a system whereby it's gonna be registered under what we call the system called Comet, it will be used uh, around the all uh, image of ocean air that will enter the the thing. But now, for us, if we have gone through after the, the incident that the, the you know, as you mentioned, the Chris Sutton incident, we now do extra more in terms of the process to ensure the eligibility issue will never happen again in the future.
1: Are you worried, William, that there could be other players in that under-16 team that may be overage in a similar situation, or are you confident that these two are the only two outliers?
2: You mean in the future or the, the, the last uh, under-17? The, the last team. Before the World Cup, because of our zero total range and because of We just, after saying, we knew that because we don't have an MR scan uh, in in the Solomon, So therefore, when the Oceania football told us to do MR, we don't have it here. But after that, I consult one of my doctor friends in New Zealand, and he said, no, you can do a risk scan. So that, you know, while it's not 100% accurate, but with the age, like, under 17, so we did that before we went to the World Cup to see what happened If kind of thing, you know. Because we were zero total rent, That's what I say, you know.
1: Yes, yeah, so, so Maxwell Kiana obviously was removed from the under-17 squad before that World Cup in Brazil. So there'd obviously uh, been some talk or some suggestion or question marks before that tournament that he obviously was probably overage as well, right?
2: Yeah, the thing is we just have to to see is it the on the service value or the passport or after the so many incidents about talks so we we did as a, a federation that because of it, it can do it in a you know x-ray kind of thing I don't know
1: so even though you don't think siF was responsible or liable uh, you have introduced some new processes as you say uh, to, to try and ensure that going forward this doesn't happen again
2: yes. I think uh, the, after the so many incidents, we say, look, going forward, we now have a new uh, procedure, more than what Oceania football wants us. Because Oceania football, every time we say, oh, the passport is the right, you know, we cannot go beyond that because of sovereignty. That's the way it was operated. So, therefore, the only disappointment is perhaps other countries that have been go through same as, uh, us that have to do, do the same thing but never been caught. And unfortunately, it's, it's, it's like we are the victim of this process whereby other countries might do the same thing. And um, unfortunately, it happened to us. And for us as a president and with my executive from that incident, we now have a procedure before this thing happened. Addition I met, which we are disappointed, especially not uh, one of the decisions that they will they will suspend us not to participate in next year's under 16. Yeah, which so is, that, that to po- me, it's very unfortunate the, because it's spoil our future of our young kids. Yeah, so I that, mean, why victimize that, that then? Yeah, victimize m- our those generation that we have to do a right thing to move forward, but see I mean, uh, let, let's only. I mean, a decision, the independent edition which him are once our young generation which see as a legitimate body we only go beyond what what's required by oceania football to ensure that we never allow any player to do that
1: that's the Solomon Islands Football Federation president William lie Tonga and Papua New Guinea are among 16 countries that will take part in the new world rugby sevens Challenger series in 2020. The men's series will feature 13 core teams that will compete over two rounds alongside three invitational countries, with the inaugural legs to be played in Chile and Uruguay. The top eight ranked core teams after the two legs will then compete in a final playoff tournament in Hong Kong for a spot in the World Rugby Sevens Series. Tonga coach Davita Tuifua says more competition is a good thing.
3: Oh yeah. I'm very happy and um, it is a blessing for us to get involved in any tournament just for the sake of the, uh, the Rugby 7 pro- program back home. For uh, this challenge, it's like um, it is a qualified for Hong Kong where the main qualification for uh, um, series on 2021. This is the pathway and uh, for the top 8 out of 16 teams, um, they'll qualify to Hong Kong where the winner out in Hong Kong, will take the place of the 16th of the core group and will participate in the whole uh, series for 2021.
1: Previously, we've had the uh, World Series qualifier in Hong Kong that you guys are generally a part of, um, but I guess ultimately, even if you get to the top eight and you make it through to that final event in Hong Kong, it's still, in the end, it's still just that one slot, isn't it, that that you need to win effectively to get that core spot on the following season?
3: Yes, it's never, never easy now. In uh, our days, uh, with all the developing um, teams fighting for one spot, and we have, uh, um, even though it's like um, we all, we all part of the team fighting for the one spot. But majority, or uh, or say that some other teams they have been playing in a regular tournament, and but this really one of, of the couple of the legs as well. So. For the like of Hong Kong and uh, looking at, let's say, uh, we have Papua New Guinea and us from outside, Portugal and those other teams, Uruguay as well. So, um, but for for us, it's like, yeah, it's another stage that's really really tough to to get in. But it's a matter of us controlling our preparation, really.
1: Do, do you think having something like this Challenger Series, uh, currently two events plus the, the the final in Hong Kong and you know, there's talk obviously that in years to come it will hopefully grow and there would be three, four, five, hopefully more tournaments. Um, do you think something like this can close that gap between the regulars on the World Series and those teams aspiring to obviously become regular part of that season? Uh,
3: yes, I believe so. The more tournaments that I have mentioned, uh, the more, more tournaments we only get better in uh, as many, uh, playing in many tournaments a we can, building up for the qualifier. Uh, the, the more tournaments they, they will have in place, and that's our our, our hope. If for, for teams outside of the, the core group to have uh, more tournaments to fight for the one position. so It's very tough, so, but having the extra tournaments is a, is a bonus for us on our preparation.
1: No doubt you'd probably rather be uh, competing, of course, in Hamilton and, and Sydney as you've done in the past um, from your uh, finish at the Oceania Sevens, but I guess those decisions are made above your head. Uh, you know, you, you can only deal with what you've got in front of you. Um, does, does world rugby come to the party in terms of uh, the travel to South America and, and team costs at all for this, do you know?
3: Yes, I, be, I believe so. they they still um, are looking after all the uh, flight accommodation and all the ground cost. I, I believe, with the uh, host union. You know? Yes, it is.
1: And uh, from the Tongan team's perspective, our uh, uh, post-Oceania 7s, uh, building up to these two, maybe three events and obviously a big one coming up uh, for the uh, Olympic qualifier uh, later in the year as well, um, What's the sort of preparations, development like of your team? What's the sort of the the size of our squad that you're working with, and and how are things going?
3: We uh, we plan as we go. Uh, we can't really uh, put any really cement any plan in place because we really don't know what's happening, uh, what's gonna happen in the following. Or with the minimal resources that we have, so we just sort of we we have things in in, in mind that we have, but uh, in in terms of recruiting and um, on our preparation of how to identify our talent uh, throughout the world. Um, as I know, this opportunity will open up for fewer few other guys over in Europe, which i really, really keen to get hold of and to get the men um, to be able to be available for our Iqalitahi uh, for future events. Um, this opportunity will give them a good chance. However, I'm still looking for the core group that we currently have and the uh, player base, base that we have back home in Tonga to keep build, keep on building them as well. So uh, one thing I would like to mention, we have a group behind the scene that working really, really hard, Richard Whiteman and uh, Malika, that we have based in Auckland. And even uh, for, for Tonga Rugby Union, our wooden ball has been right behind us and uh, through, throughout from day one. As well, I'd like to have a special mention to New Zealand Rugby Chad Tuolo, I believe, is the manager for uh, the development 7th uh, development. He, he's been helping out in, in our, uh, build-up games towards the tournament. So we're looking for next month. He's hosting us over at, uh, at the Mount for a couple of days, the hit out against the New Zealand 7th, uh, which is a massive bonus for us. So uh, heads off uh, to him with, uh, in New Zealand rugby for what they have done. And supporting
1: us. That's the Tonga men's sevens coach, Tevita Tuifua. Meanwhile, World Rugby says a separate announcement for the Women's Challenger Series will be made in due course. Tongan lawn bowler Paris Baker hopes her success on the international stage will encourage more young people to take up the sport. The 21-year-old won the ladies' singles title at the World Under-25 Champs in England earlier this month, which marked a first ever world title for the Kingdom of Tonga. Baker, who also won a bronze medal at this year's Pacific Games in Samoa, told Tale Anderson she hoped her success will encourage more Tongans and Pacifica to get involved.
0: You know, I'm honoured and blessed and humbled to be able to um, rep Tonga and, you know, such a, you know, on the world stage and, you know, coming for that wind, I was proud, I was honestly proud to be Tongan and proud to, you know, promote bowls and, you know, hopefully, um There'll be more um, under-25 Tongans who would um, follow in my path, hopefully, in the future. What made you choose to represent uh, Tonga instead of New Zealand? Um, Okay, so uh, I actually represented New Zealand, I think, two years back for New Zealand development to play in the Trans-Tasman against Australia. And after that, it went a bit quiet. I think New Zealand Bowls were going through a few changes. I think it wasn't until earlier this year or late last year that... Um, Tonga Bowls wanted to put in a team for the Pacific Games in July and um, they asked Bowls New Zealand if they're able to release me to um, play for Tonga in the Pacific Games. And Bowls New Zealand have this kind of like a stand down. So like um, in order for me to play for Tonga, I'd have to have a stand down for two years. So I can't play any event for New Zealand. So it was like a big, you know, decision I had to make with my family and coaches you know, to see whether I wanted to play for New Zealand or go play for Tonga in the Pacific Games. So, yeah, it was pretty much a family decision. I was really happy to represent, you know, where my family, you know, originated from and also my heritage. So, you know, yeah, it was a it was a proud moment when we all came to that conclusion to play for Tonga. And um, I believe you also won a silver in the Piers Division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was paired up with, um, Jordan, um, Driscoll from Wales. And, um, it was our first time. I mean, we, we, we met each other and literally on the day we were playing our first match. And yeah, we just started off on a good foot and it was under 25s so and normally countries, they send two of their best players, um, from every country. And, but unfortunately I was the only under 25 player for Tonga um, so we asked um, World Bowls if they were able to pair me up with somebody who was probably in the same position as me so yeah I was fortunate enough to play with Jordan from Wales
1: That's Tonga lawn bowler Paris Baker and that's World and Sport for this week and 2019 I'm Vinnie Wiley, as always thank you very much for listening, you can listen to this and other programmes on our website rnzi.com